gonna sue somebody. <laughs> talking Star Wars. The best movie of all time, the best saga of all time, in my opinion, is Star Wars. And we're talking about it because today is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited. We're actually going to rank the films. We're going to talk about Star Wars in general. Um, yeah, I think PJ's going to start with a childhood memory about Star Wars. I do, I do have a, a very personal childhood memory that I'm going to share today. Um, and it is about my favorite Star Wars toy that I still own. Mm. I still have it. Uh, it's currently in storage because I have nowhere to put it, but it's still there. Um, and the story behind it goes like this. A, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, <laughs> when I was still just a, a little PJ, I had a birthday. Um, and I would be hard-pressed to tell you which year this birthday was because I don't remember. Um, but it was around the time the special edition movies were released. Okay, okay. So that was... I guess what mid to late nineties, give say, or yeah, take. Late 90s. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I believe it was right around there because all the toys are being re-released and they were in. Uh, if you remember the old toys, they were very plasticky. They had no like real, mm-hmm. like the paint was very you know basic. There was very flat, and then they started remaking them. So around that time um, was my birthday came, and my aunt and uncle, my uncle Junior, my aunt Rachel, who are, are both gone now, but they um, they were my godparents, so they came over to take me out. To go to a to Toys R Us to buy me any toy I wanted oh. when for my birthday. Um, so we went to the Toys R Us in uh, in Levittown. Uh, back when Toys R Us was one still existed and two that was the best was still a good store with a lot of toys because towards the end they barely had toys in Toys R Us. But this is like the the heyday the the toy the Toys R Us prime. Mm. And we walked down every aisle and I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted to go right to the to the Star Wars section. Uh, and they didn't give me a limit so I could get anything I wanted. And I got the Millennium Falcon. Oh. The, the, You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? The big one where, like, the top kind of opens up and yeah, there was, yeah. like, the playset inside the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. has, like, a little chessboard thing. It had the little chessboard yeah. piece. You had the cockpit. You could put the, um, you could put, like, Luke or Han in, in, like, the gun seat and then you could spin him around. And it was, and probably still is to this day, my favorite toy of all time. And, uh, and yeah, the only reason I had that toy was because my aunt and uncle came over for my birthday and took me to the, the toy store and, uh, and bought me that. So uh, it's a very special memory to me because it makes me think of my aunt and uncle who are no longer with us. And it ties into Star Wars, which is my favorite movie franchise. So that's my that's my Star Wars toy, Star Wars memory from my childhood. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's just that magic. And I understand that like, everything about it is so emotional, too, because like, you know, your uncle gave it to you and... Um... And you're always tied to those. Every time you see those movies now, you're gonna think about him. And Every when time you see that toy, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it is. Attachment to things is, you know, that that's my childhood memory um, about my star, my favorite Star Wars toy. How about you? You got a favorite Star Wars toy? You remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, I kind of have two. Okay. So uh, one of them is actually a video game. But okay. I, when I made my confirmation, uh, my parents got me Episode One Racer. Maybe one day I decide to race a pod racer too. 
Okay, I remember I, that. I, I love yeah. that game. That's like one of my favorite. That's a great games. fun. That's a great fun game. Yeah, and it they, really they, is. they like re-released it for like Wii. You know, okay. Wii and uh, yeah, there's a Wii oh, game. What do they call it now? Is it the Switch? That's it. Okay. Um, I haven't. I didn't know they re-released it's on that, it. What do they call it? Nintendo Network. Thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love that game. I love the okay. speed of it. And um, my other, my favorite toy, believe it or not, is that because I didn't growing up, I actually didn't have a lot of Star Wars toys. I had more like X Men, Power Rangers, right. Ninja Turtles, Darkwing Duck, all okay. those. Um, but I actually have a Darth Vader mask that I. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love all that right. Thing. That must but, be uh, great. Getting uh, into character. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, I love. That. I still have that mask too. So, all right, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never had a, a a Darth Vader mask. I I had the toy lightsabers. I had all the action figures and the play sets. Um, I never had a Darth Vader. I had the big Darth Vader carrying case. Do you remember those? Yeah. Where it was like you open up his head, it like unfolded, and yeah. there were like slots, and you could put each figure in the slot, yeah. and then it had like a almost like a little door, like a little closet, and you could put all the weapons and lightsabers mm-hmm. and accessories in this little door and close it. Yeah, I had that. I didn't have an actual wearable mask though, but. But yeah, Star Wars, man, it's just, I think there's something magical about Star Wars. And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Because I, it's not, I won't say it's universally loved. Like, it's not yeah. everyone's favorite movie or everyone's favorite science fiction piece or, or anything. But I don't think anyone really looks at it and hates it. Like, oh, there's yeah. something about it where it's very nostalgic for people of different ages, for younger people, for folks who are older. There's something in it for everyone. And, you know, whether it's just the quality of the actors, because you have, like, a Harrison Ford mm-hmm. that resonates with a lot of people, or if it's the effects, that's something that resonates with people and the story. I don't know. I just think Star Wars is, when it comes to storytelling, a step above even bad Star Wars is a step above everything else, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the reason why it's very universal, you know, someone hates the Star Wars or um, they don't gravitate to it, I think it's just that storytelling that they, they know the mythology. Right. It's like knowing about like Achilles yeah. or Zeus and all that stuff. It's the same thing. It's the, the lore. It's it really kind of, is. You, know, it, any, you can ask anybody. All oh, the forest, even someone who's never seen a movie. They know it. They, it's, it. It's like, it's more than pop culture at this point because... You know, there are things in pop culture that not everybody knows, but this is like risen above that. Everyone can tell you who Darth Vader is, who Luke Skywalker is. I, you know, I think everyone on the planet knows that Han Solo's ship is the Millennium Falcon. Like, these are just things that have, like, transcended pop culture and just become, like, just part of, I, I don't want to even say just America, but part of the world, really. Yeah. Part of the galaxy. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't think there's any better piece of art in the world mm-hmm. than the Star Wars franchise. There's a Prince song. Oh my god. I think it's called Lay It Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's off his album called 2010. And okay. in the lyrics he says, I'm the purple Yoda. He has a better rhyme for it. But right. I'm just saying when Prince is, you right. know, is, you know, uh, you know, sharing him in his songs. No, it's pretty, you know, I, don't, I, I can't really imagine him watching Star Wars or liking it, but him to resonate with that character. It, it just means wisdom, something. Exactly. Yep. It, it means something to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, well, I know we said we were going to rank some of the movies here, uh, but before we rank the movies, I just thought maybe we should talk a little bit about the franchise, right? Like, what does it mean in Hollywood and to the film industry? Because if you look at that first Star Wars, like, it is a masterpiece in practical effects. Yeah. Nothing there is fake because at that time, what was it, the late 70s, you couldn't fake that. 
They were so innovative that things they did then, they still have to try and replicate and still can't do as good now. Oh, no way. I think the second movie came out, the first one came out in 1977, okay? And I think the year before, I could be wrong, I think Jaws came out, right? 76. 76? That sounds about right. 75, So 76. that was like, the, they considered Jaws to be the first blockbuster. Yep. And then, I mean, that was Spielberg, and now you have Lucas, and he comes out with this film that just hits. Because I think, you know... During this time period, like I said, you, you kind of had like like the beginning of these summer blockbusters, yep. you know, and the only sci-fi thing you really had that was really big was Star Trek that was on TV. And then you had the only other space movie that you had that was legit, but it wasn't loved really, was 2001 Space Odyssey. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and, this was uncharted territory. And the effects in that movie still hold They up, do. You know? They do, yeah. Um, but. When Star Wars came out, it was just like a... You know, it was, I think it was bigger than a phenomenon. It, it was, was a like game a, changer for the entire movie industry and for mm-hmm. people. It yeah. was a game changer for people because while there were probably always, and I use the term lovingly, nerds and geeks, right? Mm-hmm. There was always that in the world. But Star Wars like gave these people something to like root for. Yeah. like I don't love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate Captain Kirk and I've seen all that. But mm-hmm. I don't have like... An emotional attachment to that, yeah. The way I do to Star Wars, and I think a lot of people who even love Star Trek kind of feel a little bit the same way because Star Wars was treated differently, mm-hmm. like it, it legitimized and mainstreamed this piece of the of the world that a lot of people didn't usually walk into because it was reserved for the nerds and geeks. Yeah. Like you could be a Star Trek nerd or a Trekkie and go to a Star Trek convention and get made fun of, right? right. But if you like Star Wars, there was no stigma attached to it because it was so huge. Mm-hmm. And I just think that was like the first time geek nerd culture started becoming mainstream and popular. Yeah. Again, it's something to congregate too, you know? Yeah. And they kind of unif- unified them all. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> you know? And they got into the mainstream. You know, you know, like you think about music, oh, they went um, with like sold out or, um, you know, they went mainstream now. But the, you sometimes you need that to yeah. be legitimized. And so. you need to make money or you can't keep making the yeah. movies. So it's like... <laughs> Great, you have a handful of people that really appreciate this genre. Everyone needs to love it or you don't get more of it. So, yeah. you know, Star Wars did that for the for that genre, I think. Yeah. And like I said, the special effects with the the practical effects and the, even the lightsabers, which were like... This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. Now, if you look at it, it's pretty basic, right? It's just a light that hums. But then you didn't see that, like, yeah, I don't. But they still look, they still sound cool. Yeah, cool when when you. It does, yeah. It still holds up. I think they still kind of animate that and generate that the same way. It looks better because effects have gotten better. But it's not like they completely redid even how they put the lightsabers into the movie. Like what they did in the seventies is pretty much what they're still doing now with that. Like it's. That's why I'm saying like it was such a revolutionary thing in Hollywood because it set so many standards that yeah. still to this day hold. It's just unbelievable. And it's and also it's also like um, that whole movie is just say like, even if you don't like Star Wars or um, the movie is a great example of like creativity at its best. Yeah. You know when like they say um, you know like you're at your most creative when you have the least to work with. You know and like think about his land speeder. Yeah. You know? I love that. It's actually just a mirror. That's what makes it disappear. It's yeah. It's just a car. Yeah. <laughs> and they put a mirror to, to, to like hide the bottom. Yeah. yeah. To make it look like it's floating. You know and it's just. And it works. Everything. And, and it the works. Costumes. Everything. And you even the stuff that is like 
you watch it then, you watch it now, you can probably be like, well, that's a little bit not great. It doesn't matter because the story is so good mm-hmm. that even the effects that, that aren't perfect because at that time they couldn't make it perfect, you can easily look past it because you're so drawn into the story of what's happening mm-hmm. that some of those minor defects in the, in the graphics or whatever don't even affect you the way that it would today with movies with not as strong a story. Like, the right. story carries it. It's just right. perfect. It's a perfect piece of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. And I think also, using practical effects, I think, look, we all know that using computer CGI is good when you use it, you know, at a minimum, like anything. You don't right. overdo things. But I think they used to pull it the Uncanny Valley, mm-hmm. where, like, your face, you can recognize it, like, it's a little off. Right. But I think because everyone's wearing a costume, and you know when they're holding a lightsaber. Right, they're actually <laughs> holding it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like, uh, you know, your brain doesn't say, like, this is off. You know, right. I think that's why those movies still hold up. All those I just watched in the theaters last night, they re-released Return of the Jedi for its 40th anniversary. And we're watching it in the theater, you know, on the big screen. And it's not the first time I've seen one of the original movies on the big yeah. screen. But there's something special about it. Like, they, yeah, they added, it's the special editions and the remastered oh, versions. Okay. So it has some of that added stuff in it. It has that dance scene in the Yeah, it's got that weird dance scene in Jabba's barge. Let me ask but, you a quick question. Sure. I'm to cut you off. Yeah. At the end, please tell me they kept it the original. Like, they didn't put all these in it. These, why would they do that? I don't know. And I don't have anything against Hayden Christensen. Right. But yes. why? It doesn't make sense because when he dies, as well, he's an older guy. Right. And why is he a young Anakin at the end? I mean, I understand they want to give it that link to the, the prequels or whatever to try and make it feel more seamless, but they didn't change Alec Guinness to, um, yeah, what's his name, uh, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. So why are we changing the o- older version of Anakin back to Aiden? I don't know. See, I don't I, I don't like it for a storytelling reason. And another reason is, like, you know, someone, that I don't know the gentleman's name who acted as no, I don't either. Vader, but... You know, he performed in that role, and you're removing his performance. That, I don't think that's right. Like, no, it's not fair to that guy. No way. He had a big part in Star Wars. Yeah. A few seconds of film time, but had a big part yeah, that's, in Star that's Wars history. Scene, yeah, so. I agree. I don't I don't like that they removed it. I, I don't <sighs> mind the idea of somehow finding a way to incorporate prequel elements into movies, um, because I think the prequels get a lot of unnecessary hate, but... To remove that guy wasn't the way to do it. I, I always felt like, and I you probably can find videos of it because a lot of people have done this on YouTube, mm-hmm. but there are points in time where they could incorporate flashbacks mm-hmm. into the movies now that the prequels exist because clearly Obi-Wan has some sort of PTSD for everything that happened. Yeah. And you can see it the way he acts it. And, and Alec Guinness did this, and he's a genius, because he didn't even know who the backstory was. Nobody, mm-hmm. George Lucas didn't really know the right. backstory. But there's a heaviness to the way he portrays Obi-Wan, so you know that something bad happened. Yeah. Right? And there are plenty of moments where he's talking about his old friend Anakin and, yeah. you know, the Clone Wars, where you could seamlessly integrate some footage from the prequels as, like, a flashback while he's talking to Luke. Yeah. And you can still get that connection to the prequels. You want to have a cameo from a, you know, a Hayden Christensen, that could be how Obi-Wan remembers his friend. And you can do that in a storytelling way where you don't remove the guy who plays old Anakin from the movie. Yeah. Because I, I like the idea of incorporating more prequel stuff into the movies. Right. I think that you should leave the movies as they are. Okay. Like, just keep the integrity of the film. Right. And everything forward, you could try to, yeah. you know, tie up loose ends, whatever you want to do. 
Because you, you can get down a big rabbit hole. Because then you read, you better, might read, as well just read, read the whole movie. movie. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that. Do you remember when they did it a while? This is years ago for The Godfather. They used to always have the three movies, right? Mm-hmm. But then they did like this special cut. I forget what they call it. I think they might have called it The Godfather Saga, but it was something like that. The, you know, they put the movies in order because there are flashbacks and different time oh, periods in The Godfather. Okay, okay. They spliced it and edited it in a way where it was like, one continuous story mm-hmm. and you could kind of do something like that with star wars and cut it in a way where you can incorporate everything without changing what the original movies are but still merging everything together so it feels a little more connected i don't have a problem with that i do have a problem with the changes to the movies that don't make sense han shot first right well right why do we make greedo shoot first all of a sudden it looks clunky there was no reason for those kind of changes i agree or to even add in the scene in the special edition of A New Hope where they drop in um, Job of the Hut in Mos oh, yeah, Eisley. Yeah. Like, there's that whole scene where they're talking in the hangar mm-hmm. um, before. The, like, you don't need that. Like, I know it was originally filmed or whatever, so they have the footage. Yeah. It doesn't add to the movie. It was just like, hey, we have this footage. We want you to pay us again. We put right, it in the I, movie. And then I that I don't need. Right. That I, I don't mind. I understand. They're like I always say, they're in the business of making money. Right. But I think in the integrity of the film, you know. And yeah. Making, and I think, you know, I think people like they know it's sacred. I think sometimes there's honor in that. That doesn't mean it's diminished if you keep things sacred. Like I think about like a different franchise that I think doesn't get enough credit sometimes is the Harry Potter films. Not not the new ones with the Fantastic Beasts. Right. About those the first original eight ones. films. Okay. Those are sacred. You don't hear about re-edits. I mean, they might re-release it or something. Right. Money, but like, but they don't change the movie. Right. They don't. They still celebrate those characters. They right. celebrate those films. I give Warner Brothers that credit. They celebrate the films as is. I mean, yeah, they change a lot of stories. It's different from the book. I'm just saying for Star Wars, I think get too crazy with. Yeah. No, I agree. Just they keep do the add. movies as it is. Yep. It's, it's. There's nothing wrong with Star Wars. No, of course not. It's perfect. <laughs> you don't have to re-edit or anything. Add anything. No, we loved you know, it the just, way it was when you first gave it to us. Yeah. You don't have to change it. I just think there are ways. To incorporate the prequels because I, I think the whole point of the prequels is to give you context for that original movie. So why not use it if you can in a good way, in a smart way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now I say a lot of good things about the the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy. Oh boy. There are good things in those movies. There are some bad things. I think the bad definitely outweigh the good. Well, I think that's because um, there was no creative force behind them. Kathleen Kennedy was the producer. Disney buys Lucasfilm. Fine. For like half a bajillion dollars. It's fine. Lucas wants his money and wants to get out. I want more Star Wars. It's fine. I don't care that he sells it to Disney. Uh, There's enough... Goodwill with me and Disney where I think they can make a good movie, right? So he sells the, the, the rights. Kathleen Kennedy, who is, by the way, maybe the most successful producer of all time. I mean, she's done Back Everything. To the Future. Everything. Jurassic yeah. Park. Right. But I don't think she's ever been a... I think she she's just, not the creative I think force. She just, I think she's an excellent producer. She just gives money. She manages she the money the right way. She puts people in places. She does things that make these films successful. Right. You can't look at her library of films that yeah, she's right, produced right. and be like, she's not a good producer. Mm-hmm. Clearly she is. What they didn't do was hire a creative force the way Marvel has a Kevin Feige who's a producer but also a creative guy and puts together the overall story and then lets the filmmakers find a way to connect them and tell their individual stories. They didn't do that. So, you know, they they say we're going to make three new movies, episodes seven, eight, and nine. J.J. Abrams is going to do episode seven. And I don't dislike J.J. Abrams. 
So fine, you want JJ to be involved to make a Star Wars movie, let him. He has a proven track record. Right. But may, let him be the creative force then behind 7, 8, and 9. Or if he's just going to direct it, you need someone like a John Favreau who's doing it now or Dave Filoni who has been involved in Star Wars for years to put together the story. Because you have JJ creating everything for Episode 7 and puts out a movie that is probably the best of the, the sequel trilogy. And then Ryan Johnson has a completely different way he wants to do Episode 8. Right. It doesn't link, right? There's those two movies could be in two completely different franchises. Yeah. Other than the characters, there's no nothing yeah. carrying over. And then they were supposed to have Colin Trevorrow do the third movie, and it was so disjointed at that point they had to get rid of Colin Trevorrow. I feel like as soon as Disney got the rights, they couldn't wait to make a movie. It's like it's like let's say they got the um they got the rights to I don't know when they did it. Just they got the rights to Star Wars in December. They were like, uh, here's a movie. Right, <laughs> it's they, January. Yeah. Right, and then they put out a movie. Like the next month, why don't you? They're already they were already making bank with uh, what's it called? Um, Marvel, right? We know Marvel has peaked with Endgame. It, it should you it know, should be done, right? But that's another episode. But right. yeah, then they could have ushered in Star Wars, Star Wars, and and talk about not knowing uh, your your um like your like your supply, like of like knowing your own like material. It's like Star Wars is not Marvel. Star Wars is right. a different. It's entity. a different beast, right? And it's not you can't just keep. You know, showing episodes like right. you can't put out six movies. Star Wars isn't like that. It's more something more special. They didn't know that. That they right. clearly didn't know. Kathleen they Kennedy. they were too worried at that point about their return on investment. They spent all these billions to get it. They needed to they, make it back right, right away. All they had to do was you sit down at a table and you write a complete story. That I was, agree. And I agree, hundred percent. I think it's one of the. I think I think I know they have college courses about how WCW yeah. ran into the ground. It's all kind of even uh, like something like Toys R Us got yep. some all these things. I think. Star Wars is a great example of not how to run a business or how to run a... A movie uh, studio. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of the... For me, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. They film. they really... Worse. It's worse than DC with their recent cast of movies. Well, they've had... Their, the Snyder, yeah. But still, it's uh, totally... I think it's totally 100% worse. Because at least but, you, can, you can always do a remake of a character. You can't do right. it with Star Wars. Because it's no. like I said, it's like... It's too big. You can't, you can't redo. You can't retell the story of like... Of... Um, of a, a Zeus or of a Achilles, right? Or, it's just too big and, and Icarus. It's too much of a mythology now. Even bigger than a Superman. Oh, know? it's way bigger. It's in, bigger in, than any terms. Even in terms of just like all that mythology, you know, like superheroes like, are adaptable. Right. You can't Star do that Wars with, is you can't do that with Star Wars is almost biblical in a sense where it's exactly. like it's too big to say we can restart it from the beginning. Like, no one wants that. It's like. Mm-hmm. You can't wake up tomorrow and have a new Bible and be like, wait, we're going to change that. We're going to reboot Jesus. Like, you can't reboot Star Wars that way. I agree. Um, I, and I think the sequel trilogy has a high points, but a lot of low points. The And they also were doing those individual movies where they're not episodes, like your Han Solos and your Rogue Ones, which for me are actually better movies than the, the sequel trilogy, the episodes, mm. S7, 8, and 9. I think those other two... Han Solo, that movie gets a lot of hate solo, but I think there's a lot of good in it. I think those movies were allowed to be a little more creative in what they did than the actual new episodes of 7, 8, and 9. I, I still love them because they're Star Wars, except for one of them. And when we get to our rankings, I'll go through my, my hatred of one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's still even bad Star Wars is better than no Star Wars. And they are doing a lot of work to rehab Star Wars right now. Those Disney Plus shows, 
Um, and when I say the Disney Plus shows, The Mandalorian is a fantastic piece of TV. Um, Bo Book of Boba Fett, I didn't like as much, but it still gives you more of that character. It's world building and it's it's good to watch. I, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's as good as The Mandalorian was, but still good storytelling. You know, it builds the world, it builds the character. It feels like the original Star Wars more than the new ones do. It right. feels like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Andor is not the most exciting show. I don't know if you've watched it. No. But it's a different look at Star Wars to me. Mm -hmm. And and I kind of like that. Um, and I'm excited for more another season of it. In the beginning, I didn't like Andor for like the first two or three episodes. And then it really picks up and you start to see what that show is all about. And it's what, you know, it takes place before the rebellion is really a thing. So the beginning of the rebellion, how is the, the you don't really ever see the Empire do bad things, you just are told they're bad. So this starts to show you some of the bad things they do. So I, I like that. Um, Clone Wars is the is fantastic. Rebels is fantastic. You know, Disney Plus is coming out without a Soka TV show, which looks next level awesome. Yeah, I think, I think look, I don't have Disney Plus, I don't watch all these shows. I think it's one of those things where like, I just know the story just from, from right. this you know, memes and, you know, YouTubers that I watch or podcasts. So for me, it's that I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, quite honestly. I don't, uh, I'm all about, like I said, storytelling. And I think the most important thing in any film is about the tone. And I just feel like all these things, it's just, it looks the, like just it, like, when I say cartoonish, I love cartoons, but this is not the cartoonish that I like. It looks, I mean, I saw the clip recently. You have Lizzo with Jack Black. I mean, it's turned yeah. into a totally cartoon. It's a cameo fest. You have the Boba things. Fett thing. You have a Power Rangers scene with them on motorcycles. Boba Fett is supposed to be a ruthless killer. Now you're trying to do some kind of redemption arc? I don't think it works. Well, it's see, well, that's, that's like the I said, thing. I can't, it's hard for me to judge to not see it, but I'm saying as a consumer, I see a trailer or something, I say, this doesn't work for me. I know it's not aimed towards, I'm not a child, but, but even as a Star Wars fan, it these things don't turn me on. So with <laughs> the, the thing about time. like a Boba Fett, right, is we didn't know the history of Boba Fett. You saw him in the original trilogy for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he just gives you the impression that he's this badass killer because Vader says no disintegrations in that one scene, right? And you, they give you this impression that he's like this wild bounty hunter. And he is. Um, but there is more to that character that they have fleshed out over the years in books and comics and video games and now the TV show. Uh, what Disney is doing right by Star Wars right now, and it, it is they're building the world in other mediums. So there's something for everybody. The comic books that they're putting out for Star Wars are some of them are amazing. Like the Darth Vader comic is like the if it's a week where a Darth Vader comic book comes out, mm -hmm. it's the first one I read that week because the story of it is is unbelievable. Right. And and so what they're doing now is they're saying Star Wars isn't just a movie. And I think that's a good thing because it brings more eyes on Star Wars, but it allows them for long-form storytelling they couldn't always do. And that's sort of the problem with the new prequels is they jammed in a million different things into a two-hour movie, give none of it the time to breathe. It feels rushed. It feels disjointed. There's no creative direction. But these other mediums allow you to have so much time to tell a story. It, I'm telling you, if you get into the shows, you get into the books, the video games... They're all linked now, and they tell this overall, this overarching big story, and it's done in a way. It's it really is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I haven't. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have the desire to check it yeah. out. For me, I think 
the film's always going to rank supreme on this hierarchy oh, yeah. of this period. The original three, of course. Right, and I just even the movie itself, they right. come out episode 11, 10, 9, whatever the heck it is, you know? It's, yeah. That's always going to rule for me. To me, that's always going to be canon. It's going to be the legitimate... Well, of you course, know, whatever. Especially with Lucas, put his goes on a side mission or something. Anything book, George Lucas signed off on personally is always going to be better than what they have now, for sure. But I'm I'm telling you, as a Star Wars fan, as someone who who is, lives, breathes, eats, and just wants to be Star Wars, like I want, if I could live in Star Wars, I would, right? With what they're doing now, that the that those sequel trilogy is over, and what they have John Favreau doing and Dave Filoni doing, it's a level above what you would expect um, after watching those those newer movies. I'm telling you, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, and I just love the storytelling they're doing. The comic books for me right now are incredible. Was What they do is they fill in the gaps. Obviously, time passes between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the right. Jedi. What were they doing while trying to rescue Han? This explains all of it, right? You're never going to make right. a movie out of it. No one's going to see that movie because you can't recast the characters. But to learn, like, how Luke Skywalker... Luke Skywalker was not a Jedi at the end, but he comes... Uh, end of Empire Strikes Back. What did he do to learn how to be a Jedi? It shows all that, and it's very, very right. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think all that stuff is interesting. Yeah, I think it in the really... Old, in that, the arcing thing of the, of the episodes, I think mystery does help. But... We can go all day, and yeah. I mean, we can play tennis with this all day. Yeah. But so I, I think, think we should get to the rankings. We should get to the rankings. So, all right. Uh, so guys, there's nine films. Yeah, we're not doing Solo and Rogue One. Yeah. Just the nine episodic yeah, films. The real, uh, the real McCoy. And we're going from worst to first. And I'm, I'll just say this with my list. I had a real difficult time. Because I was trying to be as objective as possible. And I, obviously you're going to have some... How you feel about it emotionally. So my... If I had to do this list again with just my favorite films, it'd be slightly different. It'd be a little bit different. Certain things that, but I really tried to do my list by okay. where I think it turns off just storytelling and quality, really. I, I tried to so. do the same. I knew going in before it ranked anything mm -hmm. what number nine and eight was and with three, two, and one more on my list. Mm -hmm. No questions. It was it was everything in the middle between the top and the bottom. That middle is where I was like, any given day, if you ask me a question, I might change this list. Right, right. But yeah. right now, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. So, PJ, uh, what did you have for number nine, your worst? I, my worst movie, and I will say this, I will rewatch any Star Wars movie at any time. The only time I'm ever watching this movie again is when I'm doing my annual rewatching of every Star Wars movie ever, because once a year I watch everything, mm -hmm. Well, is the only time I'll ever watch this movie again, while any other movie sometimes I'll just put on. I think the worst Star Wars movie of all time is Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, again, we touched on it a little bit earlier. JJ set up a movie in The Force Awakens, mm -hmm. and I'll talk about The Force Awakens when we get to it. But he gives you story points that need to follow on, and okay. Ryan Johnson's like, "What if I just don't do that and I give you something you didn't ask for?" Right. The storytelling, may, and, and, or, which is annoying, like. The character assassination of Luke Skywalker, yeah, that movie that was is unforgivable. Mm -hmm. I don't mind a Jedi going into isolation. They've all done that. Right. Yoda's done it, yeah. and mm -hmm. Obi-Wan has done it. But the reasoning for Luke doing it, character assassination, there is a block of time in this movie that adds nothing. I know, the casino the, scene. Yes, that whole casino mm -hmm. thing adds absolutely nothing 
to the story of that movie. It was just like they said, well, we have some characters and they have to do something. Mm-hmm. I guess they're going to a casino. We're going yeah. to Vegas. Whatever happens in Canto Bite stays in Canto. That movie, that movie... Uh, it was not it, a good just, movie. I, That is not my least... It's not, it's not my number nine, but I do... That, movie's a, that movie is... Half a mess. It's, it's yeah. Half a it's mess. objectively without, a, a, without a, a bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. So what did you have as number nine? I had the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I, that I thought that movie was a piece of shit. That was yeah. An example of of uh, uh, trying to clean up like just like someone. It's like just clean up a big. It's pile a of mess. Shit. That's yeah, what I mean, it is. I don't like you either. They that brought. That's exactly everything what it is. about it. Just the just the tone of it is all over the place. The the pacing, the it's it's there's so many it's too many things happening at so one time. They're doing a they're trying to find this and that. If it just seemed like a real, it really it almost seemed like an amateur film. It really, yeah, it was really, not. It was a, really that's everything about it. I mean, I don't really get hung up on any acting or anything like that, but that movie just felt rushed. You I could, agree. You can feel that it's the worst movie out of the out of all objectively. It's the worst one. I don't care what you. That, She's Ray Skywalker now. Ugh. I mean, it's just everything about it. Talk about the Force. It felt forced. The Force is strong. That's uh, that's because they brought in JJ to clean up that mess that they had from but episode But no one could have saved that thing. No, no, no one, one could have. No one. No one. There are things in that movie that I do like, and I'll talk about it when I get to it on my list, but I agree. It is not the strongest. The only, the only strength of that film, that, that like I said, the acting overall is fine, but the only one who really carries it is Adam Driver. That's he's a great actor. Yeah, for the game. I agree. So with he's that. the only one who kind of gives that movie yep. a little ugh. But it's, it's <laughs> everything a tough else one. in that yeah. film is, I mean, writing wise, pacing wise, directing wise, tone wise. I mean, what an absolute it's a mess! Tough one. It's a it's a mess. Yeah. What'd you have for number eight? I had for number eight. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yes, I had the same one. Okay, yeah. That is an awful That's an movie. awful movie, and it doesn't have to be awful. I understand there's a reason why there's a love story built into this movie, because we have to understand why Darth Vader goes off, the, or Anakin goes off mm-hmm. the deep end when he loses Padme. But holy shit, I didn't need what feels like six hours of them rolling around in a field. It's like a cheesy rom-com in the it's, middle. Like I said, that's, yeah. that's another one that's tone. I would talk about tone tonally. It's it doesn't all feel like a Star Wars movie for it's most of that mess. Movie. It's a mess. It starts it's, off okay. It's and then the middle is like, ooh, that's bad. Look, and then you they, can have romance. That's no problem. It's yeah, they just, did it with Leia and Han. But you just, like I said, that everything about that. I think I only saw that movie twice. It's I've a tough in the theaters, one. and I, I like years later, I'm like, okay, let me try to give us another chance. Uh, it's, it's does not everything about it is a mess. It's not the best. It's, there are things in that movie again that I like a lot. Um, I think the the building of the relationship between and you know Obi Wan and Anakin is done well. I think I think there are pieces to it that are good, like some of the the action, some of the cloning stuff, and you learn where the clones come from. There's a lot of good mythology in there, but the good in that movie is like 45 minutes, maybe a half hour worth of good, and then like an hour and 15, an hour and a half of like I don't, this isn't great. I don't so, know how long that movie is. It's it feels be, like it's, it's forever. Yeah. I I think the biggest problem with that film is they didn't know how to gap between episode one and how to get yep. them to become Vader. And but I agree. A, and I took I have something to say about that a little bit too. So, but so, yes, I agree with you. They didn't they didn't know how they're like, well they, they it felt set like them a filler. So, it's a complete It felt like a filler because 
it's my biggest problem with the Phantom Menace, but um, they have to start off with him being way older. And there's just so much time. You're like, did nothing... Ha How did he go from being nine to being 19 and nothing of note happened to learn, like, why he's starting to have, like, a darker person? He just wakes up one day and we see him and he's a little bit edgier than he used to be. I there's it's, no character development. So it's, it's it's an awfully written film. Yeah, it's there's that, no that and Rise of Skywalker are the are definitely yeah, the worst. Not, they are horrendous. Yeah. Um, who do you have for number seven? Peter? I have Rise of Skywalker for number seven. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, and, and for all the reasons you said, it's it's not a, a not a good movie. Uh, the reason I don't have that ranked lower. Is because is for as not great as it is, mm -hmm. because it is not great. They, they are able to wrap up the saga. You know what I mean? Like it's over. They give you a definitive ending, not a great ending, right? But it's like <laughs> they, they ended it. They ended it <laughs> exactly. Like put they, a bullet in your head. Yeah, they ended, they ended it. it. <laughs> they, they were able to give you some cool nostalgia points that the other two movies don't. Like you do get to see the Death Star one last time. You know, you get to see. That somehow the Emperor returned. There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. Is the worst way to bring back the character. Awful, but it is awful. the ending of the overall, the biggest evil in the galaxy. They, they give you some nostalgia points in it. So I'm like, alright. there's Because there's nothing... Like, when I watch right. 8 and 2, like Last Jedi and Attack of the Clones... There's very little in those movies right. that make me feel like there's any connection to the original Star Wars because Last Jedi character assassination on right. on the biggest part of Star Wars, which is Luke right. Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Attack of the Clones doesn't even feel like a Star Wars movie. At least Rise of Skywalker right. did have some nods to what made Star Wars Star Wars. That's right. why I have it linked a okay. little bit higher. Okay. Okay. It's a bad movie. Right. But, well, I think yeah. you both agree it's definitely in the bottom. Oh, yeah. In the bottom. Oh, yeah. For my number seven, I think this one's very overrated. I don't know why. Uh, Re Revenge of the Sith, right? Ooh, really? Because I, I don't know. I think the reason why people like that film is I think it's actually uh, a pretty short film. It um, is shorter. I think that movie is just completely forgettable. I think the reason why people remember it is just because there's a meme at the end. You know, I have the higher ground. You know, that. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. That's about it. That and that last fight is awful. There's nothing emotional. That should that fight should be like they had in Jedi or uh, yeah. in Empire, where it's just two dudes basically fighting in the dark and just just trying to be like just just hitting like just they should just be hitting each other if they had like like a pillow fight, just okay. wailing on right. this thing. Them jumping on, look like I, Super Mario. They're jumping on lava. They're jumping. There on. There is a lot well, that didn't need to be done with that the whole movie. Is but so I actually man. have that ranked way higher. Um, on this list, and I'll get to my reasons why, but I, I just, actually like that. Right. Movie. My just my my just my last point with Revenge of the Sith, I think the reason why people like it out of the more, I, I feel like the, out of the prequels, people like that one the most. I think it's because it's the shortest. I could be wrong if it's the shortest length, but I think it's because it's, it was edited so well that pacing makes it feel like it's better than what it, it actually is. It is very good pacing. That movie is not really that good. I, I, I ranked that a lot so higher, good. and I'll talk about when I get mm -hmm. to it. But I, I understand your points, but I actually love that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, six. We're up to number six. We're up to number six. You have. I have the Phantom Menace. Wow. Okay. I did not have the Phantom Menace. Why did you say the Phantom Menace? So, I don't dislike the prequels. I will mm -hmm. start off by saying that, with the exception of Attack of the Clones, mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of filler in that movie, like you said. But the I don't dislike the prequels by any stretch, and I think 
a lot of characters in the mm-hmm. prequels get unfair hate. Jar Jar is not a great character, mm-hmm. right? Which is, but if you look at that movie, Jar Jar isn't meant for the adults. We like Ewoks, but picture being someone who likes Star Wars in their who's when it first comes out and yeah. they're in their mid to late twenties. They hate Ewoks when Star Wars mm-hmm. came out because it's for kids. Right. So we have the same reaction like of of Jar Jar when he comes out. Where I don't like that character. He's there I think for the also kids. Help too. It's clunky that it's 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 uh, it's not great CGI. It's, it's, it's not off. They should have just put a dude in the, the costume. I agree with that. That would have made it hundred percent more like. But I don't think that character is as bad as people say he is. Mm-hmm. I think he serves a point. Lisa Bustin with happiness seeing you again. Um, and I and I actually like the fact a lot of people hate on the movie where they say it doesn't have the same feel as the you know this is the first time we've been back to Star Wars since uh, since yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's the first time we've seen it. And everyone goes in and they're like, this doesn't have the same feel and tone as the original Star Wars movies. Well, it can't because there's no Empire yet. Right. The galaxy isn't at that point yet where it's really <laughs> So it does feel different and that's the whole point. Um, so I don't dislike that. What I dislike about this movie um, is Anakin Skywalker is too young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they hire a kid, Jake Lloyd, who's first of all the most annoying kid. Before you bury that, he's just a child. So I can't. It's, I can't bury child actors. Oh, I can, and that. I will. Do it. <laughs> um, just because, but even so, we were to say about this. It's the writing in that film is not great. Not great. So you, it's hard to make. You can't. No. Make, you can't make. Shit. You can't. Okay, you can be De Niro. You can't make. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't so. think he was a good pick for that role. But besides the fact that he's the most annoying kid, he is too young for what they're trying to say about him. Because mm-hmm. I get that in the lore of Star Wars, the the Jedi find four sensitive babies and essentially they kidnap the babies is what Jedi really do. Right. And they bring him back to the Jedi temples and they train him. And they were saying, well, he's nine. So he's not young enough to grasp all this. Uh, Fine. Right. But he's still too young to have a part in that movie for someone who's supposed to be so important to the movie. And he feels like an afterthought to me like he's an annoying character he's an afterthought in the movie he does nothing in that movie where you're like he's gonna this he might he doesn't have to be anakin skywalker Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have any connection to the overall mythos of darth vader at this point because he's Mm -hmm. too young if he was hayden christensen in episode one phantom menace he'd still be younger right then Mm -hmm. but he's not going to be a kid he it would be to fall in love with uh, right, Padme. Right, like, uh, exactly. This eight-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and Padme's what, 14, 15, 16 yeah. in the first one? It looks too jarring. It looks too jarring. There's no way that she has any sort of feeling about Anakin at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's too young to really have any sort of feelings about her to say that he spent the last 10 years thinking about her while they were in training. It, The character doesn't serve a purpose in the film. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the main reason of Star Wars is Anakin Skywalker. And they cast him too young and he doesn't serve a purpose. And that's why I think that movie falls apart. Not the rest of it. Because young Obi-Wan, you know, seeing him have to fight um, after Qui-Gon dies and then he ha- he winds up killing the, the Sith, Darth Maul. You know, there's a lot of really good emotional impact to that. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni explains it the best when he talks about the Duel of the Fates. And I can't do it justice the way he explains it. Oh, yeah. But... Essentially, the duel of the fates is is Qui Gon slash Obi Wan versus the Sith, because whoever beats whoever wins at that point, right, is supposed to gonna is gonna supposed to change the way the galaxy operates, right? And 
you think the duel of the fates, you think the good guys won because they killed Darth Maul, right? Sure, Qui-Gon has to take one in the chest, right? right? But Obi-Wan gets his revenge and he beat the Sith and now they can train the Chosen One. And, you, you know, to find out that they lost the duel of the fates because by them it sounds like this should have went higher on your list pj uh, that <laughs> as you're celebrating this film. uh but, it's uh, uh, it's just because that's the why other it's ones higher are better. on my list there's just because mm -hmm. the other ones so. are better but that whole thing where it's like they beat darth maul and that was the worst thing that could happen right mm -hmm. is i think a very good ending to that it's just for me it's so low on my list because anakin was not cast right okay and he just doesn't have a pivotal role in a movie where it's about him so that's why I rank it lower. Fair points. For my number six, I actually put The Force Awakens. Okay. I felt this movie was just... Look, long story short, it's just a remake. of That's what it is. It's so it's hard. Look, when you basically do a remake of a great movie, you're going to have a solid... Look, the movie, it's hard to really pick up that movie because it is a remake. Because we liked it the first time we saw it. Right, it's a soft... <laughs> they call it a soft reboot yeah. sometimes. I, um, yeah, I agree. I what I'm also saying, it's, I mean, I think totally too, that movie's a mess as well. I mean, it gets a little, sometimes too, I understand this is a movie for kids, but uh, totally it's a little bit wacky because um, initially the movie starts off with, um, you know, Kylo Ren being a real badass. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Yes, and by the end, look, I know people talk about Mary Sue and all that stuff. But she's a Mary Sue. She does. There's uh, no. She should just outsmart him. Like you know, maybe she presses a button and it she shouldn't him outforce over. him. She should yeah. be a better with no the way. force than he is. No she way. Is. She I should, agree. She should like be licking her wounds, running away. Like somehow she she escapes him. You know, maybe right. she throws sand in his eye. I don't, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> you know, Something like that. When you want, but, when you look at the original Star Wars, it's this like Luke saves the day, mm -hmm. but he doesn't save the day by beating Darth Vader in a lightsaber duel, defeating the entire thing, mm -hmm. and then he gets he uses the Force once, right, in the whole so, movie mm -hmm. to be able to get a lucky shot to blow up that Death Star. It doesn't feel like he's overpowered. It doesn't feel like he defeated the Empire. He got lucky. Right. In this movie, she's so, like she could just do anything. Like I said, this yeah. that, that's why it's number yeah. six. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's 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 uh, functionally it's fine, right? But I think as a story, it's I mean, there's a lot of things like they don't tell you how the the uh, the clo I mean, everything is just a, a, a swapping. You know, they right. they they call instead of Tatooine, it's called Jakku. Jakku. Instead of the uh, Empire, it's called the First Order. I mean, they never explain how the First Order came back. Right. I mean that. I mean, the movie, like I said, writing wise, storytelling wise, it's fine, but. In, in terms of expanding a story, it's awful. Yep. But that's why it's ranked so low. But as a movie, as uh, hitting its beats, hitting its... its it doesn't. It, that's, but that's why it's number six on my list. And we'll uh, go to number five. What do you have for number five? I have The Force Awakens. Okay. Pretty much for all the reasons you just said. It, it's, okay. it's not that it's bad. Like, it hits all the nostalgia. We haven't seen Star Wars at that point right. in forever. And then J.J. brings us right back to where we left off. It feels like Star Wars. Like... No, yeah, all that, that and that's that why stuff. it's but it's the not, aesthetics. All that yeah. stuff is great, it's, and that's why but, it's right in the middle. It's right exactly. in the middle for me because it's like it's not bad. It could have been a lot better, mm -hmm. but you know, it gives you characters that some of them are very likable. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you BB-8, which is your new R two, but it's, it's like just, it's, it's, it's yeah, just swapping. It's just, it's just swapping, and it's fine. It's I like what they did with. Well, I'll take it back. I don't. I like Han Solo. 
And I like the way Harrison Ford acted as Han Solo. I don't like the story they gave Han Solo because I don't feel like he would have left Leia. That's, like, that's a mess. It's a mess. Like, I just... We it's really had, a mess, like I said. It's a functional mess. You had so <laughs> much leading up to, like, Leia and Han getting together, right, in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And he had so much character growth there. He doesn't just flat leave people anymore. Well, so it's a reboot. I mean, they yeah. put everyone back to, to where they were. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're redoing everyone's yep. arc. They, uh, that's I mean, exactly that's, what it is. That's why the movie feels the whole... That whole right. sequel... Or, yeah, the sequel trilogy is an absolute... Um, but what it does do, positively, I, I think is it does leave you, and this is why I have The Last Jedi ranked the worst, is it does leave you with some mystery that you want to learn about. Why is Rey so powerful in the Force? Mm-hmm. Is her par- is Luke her father? Are we going to find out she's another Skywalker? I don't right. know. No, those it's, are interesting like, ideas. It has, and then they don't but, follow through in the next movie. Right, and that goes back to, like I said, it's, it's the whole sequel thing was rushed. a mess, yeah. Right. They got the rights JJ on Wednesday and then made a movie on Thursday. Yeah. Yep. JJ set up what could have been a very interesting, eh, not very interesting. It could have been more cohesive. JJ set it up that way, and then when he set up was so ignored that it ruined the rest of that trilogy. Because yeah. it would have been, uh, I mean, the Last Jedi coming out and saying Ray's right. not important, so, her family doesn't matter, none of it's important. When the whole first movie of the Force Awakens of this new trilogy was set up to find out who she is, mm-hmm. for them Ryan Johnson to throw it away negates the best part of the Force Awakens. That's how right. I feel. Well, it's interesting you bring up Last Jedi because I have actually Last Jedi <laughs> number five. Really? And I'm going to share why. And look, let me start by saying this. When I saw that, I saw it actually on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, in New York City with my family. And look, I'm, I'll be like everybody else. Yo, it broke my heart when he took the lightsaber and he threw it over his shoulder. Oh, my Dude, God. When that happened, I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is not good. Barf. All right, so let me start off with this. Because, uh... All right, I'll start with this because I think Ryan Johnson has taken a lot of hits for. Uh... They're all well deserved hits. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me finish. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry, he's sorry. number one. He's not a bad director. He's not. No, he's not. He's made Looper. Looper's he's great. Made, he's made good films. He's, I agree with he that one hundred percent. He's a competent filmmaker. Yes, number that one. That I do agree with. He's a, a pretty percent. competent writer yep. too. He is. So here's the thing. All of that's true. I'm with you. Here's the problem with him. Uh, this first part is Kathleen Kennedy, whoever it is. They gave him free reign. He says, you do whatever you want. That was wrong. Number two. That, that was, was wrong. It's okay. not his fault. Right. But yeah. Number two, I think the whole casino scene, they says, look, you need to add more scenes. And he'll yeah. like, okay, I'll maybe do this. We need that, to sell more toys. Yeah. Right. But I, and I don't like the last shot. If, like I, I said, if I had two different lists, this would probably be one of my least favorite, probably lower my list, but I'm trying to think in terms of a quality film, but. I felt the last Jedi. It had different ideas, even though you did the character assassination of Luke. Oof. These things are interesting, though. They are mm-hmm. interesting. Hold on, hold on. Okay. They are. And you might not like it. I don't like it either. But you have to give it credit. At least it's something different. It's not a reboot. It's not. It's not Empire Strikes Back 2.0. It's not. I agree. I mean, some of it is obviously the, they're on Hoth, which is basically uh, uh, yeah. Uh, they the, go to the new the, planet. the sand planet, the sand which planet, is, which is yeah. basically the snow planet. Yeah. But, I felt that the last chart, I at least it had different ideas. Not doesn't mean they were well ex, ex, uh, ex, executed. Executed, yeah. definitely. It's kind of like the the prequels suffer from that. Good ideas, not executed right. Well. But I still think the last Jedi is definitely more. You, you, it's easier to rewatch because it is so controversial and there's interesting ideas, and it's it's more intriguing to watch than 
Rise of Skywalker, Adventure of the Sith. No way. There's any movie you always... If out of all these films, that's one you're always going to re, re-watch to debate on. And that, I have to give I, it some credit. Because there is some clever ideas, man. Like I said... I, I don't feel the everything, same way. I, you said it clearly yeah. before, but like I said, look. Yeah. In terms of, like I said, positive. Cinetop, it's probably the best looking film out of all of them. For sure. I don't know. I'm talking. I, I, I guess on a technical level, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Right. I mean, look. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get you're it. Looking, you're looking yeah. through this with rose-colored glasses, you yeah. know, because I'm saying as objectively as possible. I guess. Um, look, there's a lot of things. I don't like how they. I don't like how we portrayed uh, Luke. I don't think that's correct. However, doing its own thing, I have to give it some merit. The idea of her saying that she's not a, she's a nobody. I thought that was great. See, I didn't sadly, think that was great. Sadly, I don't think she should be a Palpatine or whatever. She should be. She should just be some knucklehead who happened to... We hope that would be the mystery. We have to find out what, how, why she's so special. Maybe she's Jesus. I don't, I don't know. But the, the second coming, but the original they could have done plan. something with that. So the original plan for that um, was that she was going to be a Kenobi. Good. But then they didn't do it. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could have been something better. They didn't do that. Yeah, I know. They made they, her a nobody. They panicked. They, they panicked. panicked and and yeah. they went to the route of yeah. doing the safest, yeah. most boring thing possible. Uh, I would have preferred her a Kenobi over a Palpatine for sure. Um, it was going to tie into the Clone Wars cartoon. They had a whole plan. Right. And then they were like, you know what we're going to do? Ryan Johnson wants to just say she's nobody. And we're going to just ignore everything that we planned on doing. I, I don't dislike Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker either. He just... you When you make a Star Wars movie, you're not making your own movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... And, like, and that, to right. me, is the problem. Right. You need someone that's going to stay on point and right. and they didn't have a, pl- a plot to follow. Right. And they had no plan. I can't... Yeah. I really can't fault him. I can't really say he... The person who ruined Star Wars is not Ryan Johnson. It's Kathleen Kenny and those other people. Right, Even because J- they didn't I mean, have blame, a... I would put J.J. Bray- Abrams above that, too. You know, I don't think JJ did a bad job with that first movie. If they would have followed through with him, but right, right. they didn't do that. Right. So then it's like well, the first problem is they re- they remade the film instead of going in a completely right. different and direction. And then this would made sense that the second right. film was going to push in a different direction, which he achieved. Ryan Johnson, it just didn't go in the right direction. It wasn't executed well, like I said. It no. was going the you could say it was had an idea there. It was some interesting ideas in that film. You can't to be fair, you can't completely bury it. It's the most different I can. one. The rest is I I, I can and I will. I dislike that movie, and I won't watch it again unless I'm doing a full rewatch right, of the agree. saga. I'll I will never watch it on, on its own. Uh, PJ, number four. I know we're going to disagree on this one because you spoke about how much you disliked it before. I have in my number four spot, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, the pacing is very good. It makes it feel like you're like you're watching a quick movie because it keeps mm-hmm. you involved. Uh, I disagree about that last battle because we knew that – we've always known Darth hey, Vader was – yeah. We knew he was going to lose. And we also knew he was, it's been in the stars forever, that he was on a lava planet. They could have executed the lava planet better. Um, That I agree with. Um, But what I think that movie does a good job in, and and Hayden Christensen doesn't get the credit he deserves, is by the time you get to Revenge of the Sith, that descent from being who's supposed to be the savior of the galaxy, the chosen one of the Jedi, and to watch him deteriorate into a point where he has... No self-confidence. He's afraid of everything that's going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he has to hide the fact that he's in love with Padme and that he's having these children, which he is happy about, but he can't be happy about it. Nobody can know about it. Trying to hide everything so that he can keep his status as a Jedi. The way he's manipulated by Palpatine 
into thinking he's doing the right thing. Just this slow, this, this slow turn where you start to see him turning the corner of like he's about to become Darth Vader, and he doesn't, he doesn't see it happening. Right. I, I think Hayden Christensen doesn't get the credit he deserves to show that slow turn to the point where all of a sudden it snaps and right. now he's. I mean, I think his. I think that's his best acting. I think so and, too. And out of the, I mean, he's only in the, the second and the third one, but. You know, I don't think he does a great job either. I think I think I, the problem with that, what you're saying is correct. You do see that happen, but you don't, for me, I don't feel... I felt it in that. I, I think, see it. I see it happening. I see him getting descending. I see all that. It's it, You see it, but I don't really feel it. I, I and emotionally, I, as, I a, did. as a film see, goal, and I, I, think, I never felt it. I felt it was just seeing, like going through the motions. And I think know? when we get to Mustafar, and we're having that battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin, right? And and again, a lot of this, you know, it's easy to see it now because we did have eight seasons of The Clone Wars that fill in a lot of gaps mm-hmm. that we didn't have when these movies came out. And I, right. if you consume all the Star Wars the way I do, they grow these movies in a way that now I can't watch. The, see, I can't watch Revenge of the Sith and not see the eight seasons of the friendship and the bond grow between Obi-Wan and... And Anakin, so when it turns, it feels differently. And, right. and mm-hmm. so it's tough to separate that now mm-hmm. from right. just but watching as, the movie. But as a moviegoer, you know, I shouldn't it, have to read, you know, your movie well, should be able to tell a story completely. I think it does. But I'm just saying, you know, we're focusing on the movies, but Star Wars as a saga does, right. it, there is more to it than just what's on the screen. And, and I, after seeing it all, I can't not see it. So when I rank these movies... Right, you know, I can't not see what I've already right. seen. Well, you're definitely seeing it through a, a, a diehard fan. I'm seeing right. it as a as a fan casual, of, casual Star Wars, as, as a right. and also as a person of film. film. Right, right. <laughs> so when, when I see that battle at the end, knowing everything that's happened between Obi Wan and Anakin, the first time Obi Wan meets Anakin Skywalker, where he hears about Anakin Skywalker, right. he tells Qui Gon Jinn, he goes, "Why do I get the impression? Why do I get the feeling?" That we've just picked up another useless life form, right? Right, because if you remember, he does. Obi Wan doesn't like Jar Jar in the very beginning, and then he picks up Qui Gon picks up Anakin. So now he's like, "Did you just give me another annoying person I have to deal with? Right. Why do we have this other useless life form?" And then you get to the Clone Wars cartoon, and, and you get to Attack of the Clones. You start to see this relationship build, and you start to see how Obi Wan is no longer looking at Anakin as like. Oh my god, another useless life form. Now it's a brother, it's a son, it's a friend. And you get to that final battle, right? And they're fighting, and whether it's filmed good or not, whatever, right? It could be better. There is a lot of hopping around. a lot better. Yeah, there is a lot of (laughs) hopping around that. And and then that scene does kind of feel like they're like, well, we have CGI now, we could do things we couldn't do. When you didn't need it, they could have just fought on a lava planet. That's what I said before, totally it's a mess. But that scene where he's like, I loved you, Anakin, you were my brother. I, I do feel that because you've seen now right. this growth. Like I, like I said, I, seeing something is uh, different from feeling something. I so felt I it. Saw it. I know yeah. that's I know that's what's happening, but I don't feel I, that. I thought it was done so. very well. And I think Ewan McGregor uh, is a lot of the reason why it works so well because he's just a fantastic yeah. actor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're up to four now, right? Uh, you, that was four up to three. Okay. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I said my Oh, four. you may not have done your four. Right, right, right. right. So... I actually put the Phantom Menace. Really, I think this movie gets unnecessarily uh, a lot of hate. I think it's I the, agree. I think it's the best one out of the prequels. I find it the most, definitely the most 
rewatchable out of the, the prequels 100%. I think, look, it's a mess. We know it's a mess. We know the writing isn't the best. We know the directing isn't the best. You know, the, the acting's clunky, you know? Right. However, the biggest, um, the biggest compliment I could give to the prequels is it didn't just do a complete remake of all the it original trilogy. That's the biggest strength. You're right. It wasn't ex- executed You're right. right. But I think with the Phantom no, Mace, I agree. I think it still beats the all the other ones I just mentioned because, look, you still have a lot of memorable scenes. You know, you have uh, um, Darth Maul when he's... I mean, that, that epic the fight between him and, uh, you know, um, that was a pretty good fight. That was a it good fight. No, too, I agree. I agree it's a little too choreographed, uh, uh, choreograph, but it still works. You know, it, it, that's still grounded there. It's still pretty grounded. When he's, uh, remember they're on, I guess it's Tatooine, yeah. Yep. He, like, kind of ambushes him for a quick second. Yeah. That was good. I think it's totally, people don't talk about this scene enough. I think it's totally underrated, the uh, pod racing scene. Everything about that is powerful. It's good, man. It's that that's actually my least favorite part of the of that movie. But see, for me, I gets turned off when they're at the end. He's like, you know, he's in this, he's in this. Yeah, I guess. It's like, oh, that's terrible too. Yeah, but I think that gives it some kind of. It's different. I think it's look. It's, so you have villains. You have Sebulba. I'm betting heavily on the Sebulba. You have all these different guys. It's 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 I, really good. My problem with the pod racing is the reason it's in that movie. Right. Well, what are you gonna say? It's for toys. No, no, no. that's not what I'm gonna say. Okay. So in the original Star Wars movies, Obi Wan tells Luke, "When I met your father, he was already one of the greatest pilots in the galaxy." Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not the case because he's a little kid. They put they shoehorned in this thing to show that he has the reflexes to be a great pilot to give that one line in the the original movies a little bit of. uh, yeah. A little credit, a little a little mm-hmm. credence there. Which goes back to the reason why he's not the right casting, Jake Lloyd. He can't already be one of the best pilots if he's nine. Right. He should have been older. Right. To, and to me... Right. I, right. What you're saying is correct. I, it's a, to me, me, that whole pod me. racing is a throwaway scene. I, I, I mean, the whole beginning of that film, them doing that talk with the thing about tax. I don't know what, with the, the two... See, I mean, that it's, movie, it's slow and boring, that part, but it sets up all of Star right. Wars. I'm just saying, but it's a lot more interesting. I think the pod racing scene is definitely more memorable uh, than I, all the other. I think it's more you know? memorable because it's actiony and it's bright and it's it you know it's fast. Yeah. But I don't think it adds anything to Star Wars. The, I think it just it gives. I think it's. I think. What did you want Anakin to fight some guy? You want him to fight Darth Maul? Or something well, like that's that? the problem because he's too young to have any real meaning in the movie. Right, but I think it's more important that he wins his freedom. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, he didn't he win his freedom. He I mean, he race. did. He won the race, but... He won the race. <laughs> exactly. He did, but that was all set up by Qui-Gon anyway. He didn't really win it on his own. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, he set up the wager. Yeah, it was the will of the force and all. I get it, but that he was going to win. But I, I don't think it really... I, I think he's too young to have an impact on that movie. That's a throwaway scene. Like, yeah, he wins his freedom. If you didn't have that and mm-hmm. he wasn't a slave, he right. that was new to that movie. It's not like we knew for years Anakin was a slave. They just decided he was. There's a million reasons they could have landed on that planet and met Anakin right, and just flew away. Right, I'm the just judging it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they said in New Hope doesn't matter. Uh, I'm talking about the movie as it is. It's yeah, a, it's but an it's an underrated film. But it's it a sequel to those movies. It's a prequel, but it, it has to connect, and it doesn't to me. I don't know. Right. I, 
Again, even if he was 15 years old, and he pilot, it would have still worked for me. If I he was 15, you gotta say this, years old. But you gotta say this. He dude, could have had more involvement but, in the whole plot. He could have fought somebody. Right, but right. I'm, but I'm just judging. Yeah, you could say all these movies need to be remade. They're all <laughs> terrible. The, se the sequels, prequels, they're all with the worst. They're all first draft writing. That's what it is. It really is. But 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 in terms of the Phantom Menace, it's still better than all the rest because it's I, hey, it's still better than the Tag of the Clones. Like I said, I already said my opinion about Revenge of the Sith, but Phantom Menace, it still holds up for me, and it's a movie you can really, at least it has a beginning, middle, and end. There's no filler in that. You know, you can that's say not well executed, but all right, all right. But to kind of round off our last three, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an educated guess and say that three, two, and one we have in the same order. Yeah, that's I, I can't see this going any other way. Mm -hmm. Number three. Return of the Jedi. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I saw it last night in the big screen. Yep. It still holds up. It's still fun. Um, it's I, think a, it's, I think it's unnecessary hate for some reason. I think so, too. Don't People don't Ewoks. like Ewoks. I like Ewoks. Give Ewoks, me more Ewoks. And I think the problem, too, another major problem is Han didn't have anything to do. Yeah, I think. I, I think what they should have done, we talk about every day in retrospect. You should have had What's-His-Face come out of the Sarlacc pit. And then someone's after him. Yeah. Kind of do like a Lay Miz kind of thing. And yeah. And be like, dude, why are you after me? Job is dead. Right. And he could be like something like, I got nothing. This is what I do. They, you know, they like, really and make Han like an an could, That's what you could have done. Yeah. You could have had some kind of nut. That's Han, but he was there because he had to be because he's the main character. I agree. They don't do enough with Han. Han is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Uh, right. But so anytime they don't do Han right makes me sad because he's my favorite. But I agree with that. I, what I do like in that movie though is the subtle hints when Luke is kind of dark the choking of the Gamorrean guards when he's going into mm -hmm. to Jabba's palace right and he does a little force choke and Jedi don't do a force choke why is Luke doing that he's wearing a Jedi tunic but it's all black why is he not wearing you know a brighter color and I think that ties in a little bit to the prequels they did a good choice by putting Anakin in darker colors as the movies go on too um, to show that turn. And now you're starting to think, like, when you see Luke, he's choking people, he's wearing black. Is he going to turn? Yeah. I, I think they tease that very well. I think it's good character development. Um, I, I don't have bad things to say about Return of the Jedi. Yeah. The, that ending battle between um, Luke and Vader with the Emperor watching, That's, it's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it's a good movie. It's yeah, a good... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good movie. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'm assuming you have New Hope. Absolutely. Yep. New, New Hope. It is starts awesome. everything. Right. It starts everything. That movie's still perfect. Yep. You could probably have, and obviously number one is Empire. Yep. So look, we know, look. And on any given Freddy, day, you could rearrange that right. order depending on your mood. They're right. all good. Right. And I think, you know, talk about New Hope and Empire, you know, it's so rare to have a sequel that's better, better than, than the, the original. And, you know, and also say, this is, everything's been said about it. Everything about it's build up I mean emo the emotions in that film oh My so God. good it's, so so so, so good. I mean it's it's iconic yeah I mean, so um Empire yeah. is uh, I mean what's so good about Empire Strikes Back too is like the ending isn't hopeful no it is, the mm -hmm. first movie ends on a positive note mm -hmm. we know the Empire is bad right so you get a new hope, and yeah, Luke blows up the the Death Star, and they get awards at the mm -hmm. end, right? And it's a positive movie because you have the new hope, right? Yeah. And there's a new hope, Luke Skywalker, yes, but it's also the birth of the rebellion and that whole thing. But Empire comes in, they're like, by the way, you're gonna lose, so whatever. And the Empire wins. Luke gets his hand chopped off. Hans and Carbonite, 
you, bro, we got to be a left It's so, like, it's such a punch because you're like, oh, my God. Well, right, well, I thought we were going to win. We lost. Right. Well, that's what you call good storytelling. Yeah, it's you know? great. I mean, it's that's great storytelling. Uh, I agree. Cliffhanger, everything. Hoth is such a, like, a striking planet with the ice and the and the, the Wampler and everything in there. Like, that's all fun. And I love Empire Strikes Back. It, it's the best. Yoda, it gives you Yoda. So, yeah, like, I let's. Mean, do or do not. There is no try. It's an iconic film. Iconic. It's, it's, it's like I said, if that thing was firing all pistons, that's I nothing mean, else you, to say. They couldn't have had a better follow-up because you see A New Hope and you're like, this is amazing. They'll never top this. And then to top it, you're like, Jesus, how good is this? Right. I, I love Empire. It's my favorite of all of them. It will always be my favorite of all. I can't see any Star Wars anything being produced. Comic book, movie, TV show, novel, video game, whatever. Nothing will ever be as good in Star Wars as Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. Nothing Nothing, I don't want anything to be better than that. I want to I want to go to my grave knowing that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars that's ever existed. Yeah. I'd well, say, that, that's yeah. definitely because the, the way their Star Wars is now, it's never going to be never gonna identical. Happen. Yeah. But, but I to, love it. To recap um, our lists, I, I'll say mine and PJ will say his. Um, like I said, I had number nine for Rise of Skywalker, number eight, Attack of the Clones, number seven, Revenge of the Sith, six, Force Awakens, five, Last Jedi, four, Phantom Menace, uh, three, Return of Jedi, two, New Hope, and one, Empire. And I'll just go through mine from nine to one. Uh, in last place in nine, episode eight, The Last Jedi, number eight was episode two, Attack of the Clones. Number seven, episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. Number six, episode one, Phantom Menace. Number five is episode episode seven, The Force Awakens. Number four I have is episode three, Revenge of the Sith. It's so hard to read numbers and then have to do an episode title. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, number three I have is number six, Return of the Jedi. Number two is episode one, A New Hope. And number one is episode number five, Empire Strikes Back. All right. Let us know if you agree. Um, comment on our Instagram or our Facebook or YouTube, wherever. Send us an email. Let us know what your rankings are for Star Wars. Yeah. Seems that we're, uh, um, our lunch period is over. Yeah, the bell is going off, and we have to uh, we have to go save the galaxy. Yeah. Or get back to math class, one of the two. Yep. All right, guys, we'll see you in a galaxy uh, far, far away. All right, same time, same table. Have a good one. May the fourth be with you. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get to tension. Oh, 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 oh.